Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Just a quick note before we get started that this episode is part of our Blast from the Past series where we spotlight one of the amazing members of the LA Tech ecosystem from our archive. And if you're a new listener or you're just looking for more great LA Tech content, dig into the back catalog. There are literally hundreds of conversations to choose from. Enjoy the episode. Because there's so much muck, there's so much opportunity because the whole point of being in the entrepreneurship world is to solve problems. And there's so many problems right now. Just Pick one and really dig deep and figure it out as you go. Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously, check out LA Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WEARLATECH for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations to go to refillfuel.com. That's R-E-F-I-L-L-F-U-E-L.com. Code We Are LA Tech for $10 off. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash We Are L-A Tech. Hey, everyone. My name is Z Holly, guest hosting for Espria Devora on the We Are L-A Tech podcast. Today, we have Minji Zai on the show. And first of all, anyone with Z in their name is totally cool by my book. Thank you. <laughs> She's using augmented reality to help people through heartbreak. And that sounds kind of weird. So I can't wait to hear more. Cool. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Z. Tell us a little bit about the Love Story Journal. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the first interactive multimedia journal. It's like a diary. It is a diary. And the what makes it unique is that there's videos inside a, a paperback or a hardback book. That's cool. Yeah. So think like Harry Potter, right? With the newspapers, except, you know, you have an app over it. That's so cool. So you're you're helping people through the heartbreak. What does that mean, actually? Yes. So it means whatever heartbreak means, actually. I, I tend not to categorize or define it, but if I had to put like an energy behind it, it would be a search, a journey. So the Love Story Journal is designed for people to hear their narratives through the stories of the people we've interviewed, specifically people who've gone through heartbreak, whether it's a loss of a loved one, a breakup, or just an identity shift in their life, and how they used creative expression as a means to to pursue or elevate their consciousness. I think that definitely that heartbreak and challenge uh and that that could be a real fuel for creative expression. It is for a lot of artists, right? But I don't think that you're you're not. Are you aiming at artists or are you aiming at the public and kind of turning them into artists? 
the latter, what you just said, the last part. Oh, cool. Absolutely. Uh, this is inspired by many people, namely Rick Warren's A Purpose Driven Life. Mm -hmm. uh, when I read his book, uh, he talks about how every human being on this earth is designed for a higher purpose. And it's up to us to discover what our purpose is. And this has also been corroborated by many like great storytellers of our time. Um, I'm a big fan of Stephen King. Um, Robert McKee's story is mm -hmm. very brilliant for all the screenwriters out there. And Joseph Campbell's A Hero with a Thousand Faces mm -hmm. or The Power of Myth. Um, those all corroborate with, you know, just helping us discover our hero's journey in the pursuit of life. Do you come from a storytelling background? Um, I was a teacher. Oh, wow. English teacher. But most people don't know those books. I mean, and that whole, those, those techniques are her, hero's journey, all that. Yeah. That's interesting. Where did you find that? My own pursuit. I've always wanted to be a storyteller. Yeah. So what has driven you? I want to get in a minute. I want to get back into kind of what this is, right? The yes. Love Story Journal. But I just want to hear what the inspiration was for starting this. Oh, wow. Uh, so many. Well, for starters, a heartbreak, a mm. deep one, like the kind that just shakes up your whole world, you know? Um, so for me, I went through uh, an amazing seven-year relationship. And after that ended, I felt like my world just collapsed. And I put so much of my identity in that marriage that like when it collapsed, I was like, who am I? Right. Mm. So it's like starting tabla rasa. So in a way you could look at it as the glass half full or the glass half empty. And for a while I was looking at life half empty. Right. And then as I started going through um, the like really embracing suffering, which is essentially attachment, right. To an identity. Um, I was, I, let's just say I went down the rabbit hole and mm -hmm. uh, what helped me in the thick of my own, sh uh, you know, muck, if you will, is listening to the authentic, vulnerable narratives of strangers, mm -hmm. of kindred, uh, of kindred strangers. Mm -hmm. And what helped me were anonymous groups from all sorts, you know, I mean, you could find them anywhere. Um, and it doesn't have to be on a particular topic. It's just anybody who's willing to openly share about their life wholeheartedly. Um, I was able to hear pieces of my narrative in their stories. And that's what really did it for me. Because initially, I thought something was really wrong with me. I thought I was broken. I have a dis-ease. Um, I went to see multiple doctors. And they all gave me some kind of diagnosis with some kind of medication to help with that specific diagnosis, but it was still under the context of a box. And I wanted to break those boxes. I wanted to break out and uh, have a breakthrough. And so what did it for me was I started to, um, I started to heal through these stories. So I went in these like, anonymous support groups for like six months, like just hardcore, like once a day for five times a, a week. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, when I finally got to a point where like, you know what, I can go out there now beyond the uh, walls, the safe walls of the anonymous support groups. I got a wedding dress. I got a microphone and a camera and I started interviewing random strangers about <laughs> love loss. And I just needed to do it because it was like uh, I wanted to prove to myself that 
there's nothing wrong with me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think I, there is something very powerful knowing you're not alone. Yeah. So, so powerful. So I did the wedding dress thing because I thought, you know, first I had to go all the way to the East Coast. I couldn't do my own hometown in LA where <laughs> I was like raised all my life, right? So I needed to go somewhere far away. So I went to the opposite end of the coast and I went around to perfect strangers and asked these really deep questions like instantaneously, have you loved and lost, right? And was this on video and It audio? was on video. Yeah, it was really? on video. And um, I just got a really just powerful response, various responses from people from all walks of life. And so then that's, that's where the, ah, moment happened. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And, um, and then when I got back, I still kept teaching. I was a teacher, a former educator for 12 years. And, uh, you know, I was kind of doing my own blog at the time while teaching. And what also did it for me was the last year before I, I left, um, a 12 year old had taken her life okay. oh, in your class, um, not my yeah. student, but my student's student, a uh, friend. Right. Wow. And so they told me the story of how she went through her first heartbreak. She was bullied in school and um, her home environment wasn't solid at the time. Right. And they showed me this beautiful Um, YouTube video of her singing a a John Legend song. And I just remember my whole body was just shook. Like there's just something resonating in my body. Like um, I need to, I need to do it now. It's now or never, you know, all my excuses, all the stories of why I can't do it. Oh, I I don't have a degree in journalism. I never been a, a entrepreneur, you know, blah, blah, all these things. Right. It's just like, it just went out the window. I'm like, Mm, no, when you have a when you could put a face to um, the 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 issue outside of your own, that's kind of what pulls you out. And that goes back to the hero's journey, you know, the call to adventure, the getting out of your safe, uh, comfortable environment and just saying, F it, I'm just going <laughs> to go and do it. Um, thank you. Thank you. So how are you actually doing it? You have um, on your website, it seems like there's three different components. There's the piece that where you're helping people tell their stories. And then there's more of the actual journalism anthology piece. And then there's a live component too. Like, tell tell me a little bit more about these three pieces. First, bless your heart, Z, for trying to make sense of that right now. (laughs) It's still a work in progress. It's, um, but there are three components uh, to it. And this is actually pretty recent. Um, I thought of every single love story, like I thought about love story, like why is it a story, right? And when we think about stories, we think about typically the three act love or a three act story. And there's resonance and energetic fuel behind threes. Um, I would say act one would be about discovering your narrative. So we've already produced the first physical copy of the book, but I wanted it to not just be another diary for people. I and, wanted, and who, who's in the book? What's, what's in the book? Oh, uh, the book itself it has 40 intimate interviews of people from various backgrounds, founders of nonprofits, musicians, energy healers, 
music therapists, the works. And I asked them the same question, like, how have you transformed your pain into creative expression, right? And so they just openly share their hearts out. And the way the diary itself works is when you take, um, and I, we partnered up, we partnered up with Live Portrait. So shout out to Sam and Robert, co-founders of Live Portrait. They've, um, they've allowed us to use augmented reality where when we scan the illustrations inside the book. So if you look at the book itself, it just looks like adult coloring book with perhaps portraits of, um, people in cartoon form, right? We've caricaturized them. And when you scan the the illustrations through your phone, you can actually see a video come through the phone. So it's like, and you- It's very s- cool. She showed me right before too. Like you basically hold the, the phone in front of it and it's this augmented reality of these videos that pop up. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're actually donating the the app in yeah. a way for wow. And so are you you're a nonprofit? We're a nonprofit. How did you decide to be a nonprofit? It's more that God decided and I was fighting tooth and nail every way throughout this whole journey. I really wanted it to be a for-profit enterprise cuz it, it felt for me it felt very convenient, right? Um but there's something I've learned in the walls of support groups is lean not on your own understanding or like let go, let God. So in honor of nonprofit anonymous support groups, I, I, um, I just, it had to be nonprofit because these are stories of people's most intimate secrets. Like they wouldn't even tell their best friends. They would tell love story about it. And I've, told every artist like this isn't about me this isn't about you know even the company it's about um a movement right Mm -hmm. and the movement um leverages love right and i'm just going to briefly go into what i feel at this point love is um i believe love is in the 13 verses of one in inside one corinthians 13 in inside the Holy Bible, uh, when Paul written to the Corinth city, the 13 verses of love, love is patient, love is kind and all that. Um, in verse 12, they talk about, um, the soul mirroring effect. So I'm just going to paraphrase verse 12 for now we see as in a mirror, um, and then we shall see face to face. Right. So that whole idea of like seeing yourself and another person's story, or if you gaze into their eyes for just this quiet, golden, silent moment, you could feel parts of yourself. You could feel the love in the space between. So that's, that's, that's the phenomenon that, um, a lot of transformational festivals, a lot of transformational workshops and adult, uh, uh, support groups, you know, leverage. And it's, it's simply just leveraging the elements like water, you know, like air, love. It's just there. Sounds like you're really tapping into people's empathy for being able to heal and share. Um, that's really, really interesting. And you're using technology to do it, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Where are you with a company right now? Oh, okay. So I am. And how many people do you have? 
right now, uh, okay, so over the two years that since its inception, I've had over 200 contributors, whether they're contractors or volunteers. Um, so people just come in and out, you know, and right now there's technically no employees, which is, it sounds really weird, but, um, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm learning everything. I'm learning to build a website. I'm learning to understand what this journal is. I'm learning the market, how to, you know, market or just being able to communicate the message of, of so the artist inspired journaling. What is that? I don't know. So it's just it kind funny, of like, though. I totally, it totally <laughs> resonates because so I founded make it in LA, which is aimed at building community among entrepreneurs who make stuff. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of people say, why don't you make it for profit? And, you know, we're right now 100% volunteer. We have all these amazing contributors. Um, we will become, you know, we will end up getting employees. But, you know, when you're still in that early stage, um, it's about building that momentum and learning. Yes. And so, yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, so what, um, is there anything else out there that's sort of similar to what you're doing? Not that I know of in terms of utilizing a, um, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, the closest I could think of are adult coloring books, mm -hmm. but then ours is like adult coloring books and vice media and chicken soup for the soul mesh mm -hmm. together. Plus you have the front end of helping people tell their stories, right? And then you also have the events piece of it as well. Right. So it's like, it's rethinking that, that whole ecosystem for journalism almost in a way, or art, like create creativity. Right. Right. So I'm so glad you brought this up because I look at love story as the fusion between journaling, journalism, and the hero's journey. Mm. So going back to your question, where am I right now? I am in the exploratory process of discovering what that is. Yeah. So uh, I actually booked a ticket to um, a cabin somewhere for three months and I'm going to be snowboarding and f like not figuring out, but just allowing this uh, fusion to unfold. It's one of those things where you just got to be alone mm -hmm. and you just got to be knee deep in, 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 in powder. inner work. <laughs> yes. Yes. In I'm powder totally too. In powder too. Where are yes. you going? Where are you going? Uh, it's either Whistler or Winter Park. I'm it's still a toss cool. up. Yes. Oh my God. Well, keep, keep an eye on the weather, but definitely early season already. The, um, British Columbia has been pounded by snow. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's super exciting. Um, I'm actually going on a ski trip myself in the in the hut uh, hut trip in British Columbia too. So I'm nice. carefully watching the snow, uh, how how that's uh, the snowpack, how that's uh, building up. So speaking, coming back to LA. So you are based in LA. Yes. Why are you based in LA, and how does that impact your your organization? Yeah, yeah. So first off. My home is LA. Like this is where I was pretty much. You grew up. Well, I grew up since I came here when I was three. I was actually born in China, and this has been pretty much the the breeding ground for all my enlightenment values <laughs> and my um, 
metropolitan, cosmopolitan outlook on life. You know, I've been very blessed to be in LA. I mean, this is like the melting pot still and the entertainment capital still and the hub for music still, you know? And so, uh, founding love story in LA is not just being true to myself in my, in my upbringing, but also being true to, um, I believe the world, you know, because you have so much diversity in Los Angeles, you know, there's so much enclaves of like Thai town, little Ethiopia, little Italy, you know, um, Japan town. And it's just like, you get bites of all sorts of culture here. So, um, and people come here from all over the world. So it's really not that hard for us to look for unique creative expressions. Mm. Yeah. And it really feeds on, feeds that creative spirit too, to have those different influences, I would think. Yeah. That's really cool. Is there a particular resource in LA that has been really valuable to you or that you would recommend people to check out either a tech resource or, you know, something similar? Yeah. So tech resource, definitely. I got to give a shout out to, um, the, the Silicon beach, you know, vibe here, like the whole community. Of course we are LA tech is an integral part of getting the word out for, you know, hungry, aspirational, uh, entrepreneurs. Um, I would say just the Santa Monica hub, you know, of, of, of where we are, there's also something else. There's this, there's this, uh, what do you call it? It's a spirit. It's a, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> you right? It's a, it's a spirit of women empowerment here. You know, mm. we are so lucky to be, you know, just encouraged by our peers and, um, given the opportunity to just create, Right. And of course, there's always hurdles out there, but I really want to just focus on the growth and where we've come, you know, in historically speaking, we've come a long ways. Right. Yeah. And if I had to pick anywhere around the globe to, you know, start um, as a woman entrepreneur, you know, it really would be like this area, Santa Monica, Venice, West, West L.A., you know, because mm-hmm. um, I feel like the women here are pretty we're pretty vocal. right? <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I love it, of course. But, I, you know, I'm biased. I grew up here, too. <laughs> um, what are there any particular L.A. companies or talent that have really inspired or impressed you? L.A. companies. I would say. I like Vice Media. I know it sounds it's it almost sounds opposite to love story, like love and vice. Right. (laughs) But I love the, the, the courage they have to go there with their, um, with their stories, you know, they're going to far reaches of the planet to like really get into the dirty with people. And I feel like that's really necessary when it comes to, um, a holistic view of journalism, um, journalism being, just where it's at right now, it's, it's, it's the, I, I want to quote Charles Dickens, um, in, um, a tale of two cities. It's the best of times and it's the worst of times. Right. <laughs> <That's a good laughs> and point. it's just so 
it's just so we're in such a beautiful, chaotic time right now. Um, there's so much opportunity and there's so much because there's so much muck, if mm. that makes sense. Because there's so much muck, there's so much opportunity because the whole point of being in the entrepreneurship world is to solve problems. And there's so many problems right now. Just pick one and really dig deep and 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 figure it out as you go. Yeah. Really cool. Is there a particular you know, I kind of want to hear a story from the folks that you work with that really kind of struck a struck a nerve with you. Wow. There are so many. Where just to I illustrate start? what yeah. you're doing, you know, because I think sometimes humanizing it with a story really helps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, one of the first artists I, I interviewed was a woman by the name of Marissa Bell Bazan, right? She paints butterflies, beautiful uh, canvases of butterflies everywhere. And, um, this was during the time I was, I, I came back to LA after my, 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 uh, I guess investigation. And I started asking around for artists. I was very, very shy. So when I met Marissa Bell, you know, I just remember there was something about the way she shared her story. Um, it was about a friend who had taken her life and, um, she was the last person she texted. And this, this friend, uh, was a beautiful artist, actress, you know, everything. And she felt so guilty, like, and, and, but she was able to transform that guilt into the butterfly. And since that first, the first picture of the butterfly um started happening I felt that throughout there been synchronicities of the butterfly effect just like little things like the second artist is dream rockwell she's the co-founder of lightning in the bottle and she was talking about metamorphosis and how um when she did her lucent show you know there was this uh piece in the scene where they were cocooning and they were just in pain and they were like, you know, trying to get break out of the cocoon and how this pain is now looked at as a metamorphosis. Mm. Right. And then, so throughout, like it just, it just became, I really, I feel like I just went down that rabbit hole and then you looked in and then I started looking into sacred geometry and I started looking into esoterics and then like, it just, I mean, it just, you're, you're now crossing from the third dimension to the fourth dimension. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the fourth dimension is the dimension of art, artistic expression. It's the one where we explore the id, Freud's id, right? Or like if you look at the iceberg, it's all that's beneath mm-hmm. the iceberg. Um, and that's that's going down the rabbit hole. That's the adventure, if mm. you will. But it all started with the painting, honestly. It started with the first artist. So if I had to give advice to anybody out there who wants to start their hero's journey, it would be just look for that 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 one picture or that one conversation that you want to have with someone out there and the universe will respond. Very cool. What's next for you? Next, definitely the love story playbook. Um, This is something I've been thinking about because I want to write the whole, 
you know how people have business plans for their their companies. For me, it's it's about writing a playbook so that anyone could grow their love story anywhere um, in any city. Uh, because at the end of the day, the love story is a call to action for someone in pain. And I want to make it so that they can they can discover love story and create a community the way I've been able to com- create this community. Um, and honestly, I did it selfishly in the beginning. I did, mm-hmm. I did it to, to get out of my own head and into my heart. And so perhaps this playbook is for that person that thinks there's nothing to live for, mm. but then saying, Oh no, Oh no, no, no. You're just in the cocoon right now. Mm. You're in the middle of your metamorphosis. So just keep breaking your heart until it opens. Yeah. I really love that model of sort of like the TEDx model. When we, um, when I was at USC, we worked with TED to kind of look at how to create that replication. Um, and it's, it's really about that giving and not, not wanting to own everything yourself. You said attachment earlier, you know, it's like getting rid of that attachment and also the sense of possessiveness of it's not just mine. It's everybody else's, which is really, really powerful. Um, If you, I mean, this is a huge, huge uh, journey for you and a huge vision for you. So if you had an ask of the community to help you with this, what would that be? I'm looking for storytellers, multimedia storytellers, because there's so many artists out there who have such deep stories just ready to be broken open. Do people need to know how to do multimedia storytelling? Yes. Uh, So I'm looking into, so I want to give a shout out to UCLA Arts and Healing. There are partners, uh, Ping, who's the director. She's been my unofficial mentor in many ways. And um, she's bringing in people in my life who have expertise in documentary filmmaking and education. So we're, we're all collaborating. We're learning how to work with other social cause organizations and bringing in resources for each other. Um, so yes, there is a plan, a seed to plant in bringing about a program where you could go from journaling to journalism. So you can help with that? Yes. Okay, great. Yes. We're in the process of, yeah. Yeah. And then in addition to that, we're looking for just any kind of filmmakers. If you're, if you're a, 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 a student filmmaker or you're even an amateur filmmaker who loves just storytelling, we'd love for you to come. Yeah. How can people learn more? Please go on our website, thelovestory.org, and just click on join us and then you'll be able to see the details. Wow. So, you know, the conversation started with tech. But we ran the gamut around uh, storytelling and thinking about metamorphosis and faith and multiculturalism. And all of this seems very appropriate being in L.A., actually, because we are such a complex place. But it's just and I, and I love your business model. It's unique. And, and I'd love to, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see where it's going to go. Um, and I, 
I really, uh, I really wish you the best. Thank you so much for being on We Are LA Tech. Thank you so much. And shout out to Esprit. I love you, girl. You're so <laughs> amazing and courageous. And thank you. Yay. Yes. Thank you for, thank you for making this forum for us. Thank you, Z. To connect deeper into the LA Tech community, go to wearelatech.com slash VIP. And if you love this conversation and want to hear some more conversations with entrepreneurs, you should also check out my podcast, The Art of Manufacturing. It's a behind the scenes look at how entrepreneurs who make stuff are trying to make it in their industries. Tune in at artofmfg.com or search for The Art of Manufacturing on your favorite podcast player. This is Z Holly in for Esprit Devora. Thanks for tuning in to We Are LA Tech. We Are LA Tech is independently funded by the community. We couldn't make this happen without your support. If you too want to contribute to We Are LA Tech and see us making the podcast, building the mobile apps, creating the events year after year, consider contributing at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash We Are LA Tech. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.